0: That's chumbacasino.com
2: no purchase necessary. BTW. Prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus hockey. Are ready. It's time. It's time to get excited. It's time to get fired up tomorrow. We, the season begins. But first, we're going to talk about something else, right? Russ.
3: So let's talk about John Cusack for a minute. I won't mention the outlet because there are a bunch of trolls and, and loudmouths, but they tried to attack John Cusack for not being a true White Sox fan and he can't root for them as a result. Meanwhile, the guy did a movie about him and he's a Chicagoan and he's been very vocal on Twitter, really about both teams, the the entire existence on Twitter. So I thought to celebrate John Cusack and to let the trolls know that just because somebody is a Hollywood actor doesn't mean that they're not truly invested in in that part. And he said it was an honor just today Mm -hmm. to play that part for eight men out. So I'll go with eight men out and just say that was a tremendous movie. You could probably pick out 10 great John Cusack movies, but it's one of the great baseball movies of all time, so I kind of elevate it even because of that. So I just thought, you know what? Good for him for smacking this guy down a bit.
0: He was he was a great Buck Weaver. He was the yeah. in the movie. I mean, we're going to go movies. Obviously, Better Off Dead is one of them that's on the top I oh, guess yeah. for most of us, but Cusack is a huge sports fan. I mean, you, you, get in, you talk about Hollywood actors, right? Paul Rudd huge Royals fan was actually on the field when they won the title. Ham is a huge St. Louis fan, blues fan, and Cardinals fan. There's a, there's a smattering of them around that are huge sports fans. In addition to them being Hollywood actors, I don't think the two terms have to be mutually exclusive. You can't be a, a baseball fan and a Hollywood actor or a sports fan, given what we've seen in terms of the industry as a whole. No, for sure. I mean, I and, uh, are really good
4: friends. Um, oh, really? they, yeah, they run, they, they run around together when, on uh, shelly is out in his california home
2: well yeah i mean it's uh, it's very true as, as you guys know we have um we had for years we had matt barry here as as our la king's writer and he's also a he's also the guy who was um the casting director of, of things of movies like mars attacks and other movies like that so he has um he has a, he was always telling me and all the different celebrities and how much they just loved hockey and yeah, it's it's an amazing list. I mean, there's a, there's an incredible man. They're not. And everyone's like, oh, it's not just the Canadians, you know. <laughs> it's not just the you Canadian know. actors. It's 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 the, it's the American actors too, you know. Um, Jason Segel, who um, many might know from like, you know, I'm Your Mother. Or he's a hockey buzz follower. I re- I talked to him. I've talked to him many times. He's just like they, these guys. Are, these guys are really, you know, big. Um, and um, Natalie Portman was another one who was you know a hockey person.
1: Yeah, um, well, who, who I've talked to well, it's fun. It's funny because, uh, I mean, I would choose Eight Men Out as well as my favorite Cusack movie because, um, you know, I consider doing my master's thesis on, on something related to the Black Sox scandal, but uh, I saw him, he did a tour um, a while back about, because uh, it, was, it was the 25th anniversary of the movie Say Anything. Mm-hmm. So he, he toured around, showed, showed the movie, and then uh, did like a Q&A with fans and uh, I, I love that movie, uh, you know, even though it's sort of a sappy romantic comedy, but it's a Cameron Crowe movie and it's re- it's really good. But he hates Better Off Dead because if he, he if, hates
3: the phrase, I don't think he hates the $2, movie. The $2. He just doesn't want to hear anybody say, I want my $2 anymore. Like, I yeah. get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. get sick of it after a while. But uh, he's
3: the, like, gross point blank serendipity. Gross point blank.
0: Great, great, That's theme better soundtrack. The, yeah, uh, there's,
2: there's also high fidelity. High fidelity, high fidelity is, is very underrated. Yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Can I give? We before we get to the show one quick thing. I just I just discovered a show that I don't think anyone really knows about, but it was it's amazing. It was only on for one season, and got canceled. um I was um I'm a big Parks and Rec guy, but I'm also a big Rob Lowe fan. Like I like Rob Lowe a lot. Um, and I think he's he's a, just seems like a genuine good guy, and I listen to his, if you listen to his podcast, it's just really wow. solid. Um, he did a show right after Parks and Rec called The Grinder. Do you guys see it at all?
3: Yeah, I saw The Grinder. It was
2: good. I like it. It's really, really, really. It was because it was a, it
3: it was smarmy. He was it was
2: very uh, good. It's very funny, and it's like it's yes. crazy. It's crazy good. It's only a season of it. You can get it on Amazon Prime. That's it's I worth a it. watch. It uh,
4: yeah, Rob Lowe ran with uh, Bernie Nichols when he was oh, in really? LA, and then he came when he came to New York. Um, uh, Rob Lowe would come into town, and he and Bernie would do the club thing. One yeah. Of the, young uh, yeah yeah one <laughs> of the great hockey fans that a lot of people forget about uh, is David E Kelly because they don't know yeah. his connection he is Jack Kelly's son mm. and Jack Jack Kelly of course was with the uh, in the World Hockey Association um, coach of the whalers and so David e Kelly uh, would run around there and was uh, you know always on the inside of what the whalers were doing because he was you know he was a very bright young kid and uh, like most of the old whalers remembered David E Kelly uh, running <laughs> around uh, uh, you know the rank and uh, you know and um, you know talking hockey he was really intelligent
1: obviously well my favorite great, my, my favorite uh, celebrity hockey fan is Margot Robbie for obvious reasons as the, at the Rangers
2: yes oh yeah yes. yeah. Yeah, there well, you know. don't have to
1: say anything more about that
0: one. Yeah, no, well, again, remember when Gretzky went out to LA? Right, that the, the fan base is—you looked in the all lower row, right? You had, um yeah, Goldie Hawn, you had Kurt Russell, you had the whole front row of
1: Stallone, all the fans. Schwarzenegger, Nager, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember Schwarzenegger. He was in Schwarzenegger was at LA Kings games. Yeah,
2: no, yeah. was nah, on and Russell on
4: board a lot though. <laughs> if he was, if he wasn't at very many. I know that. No,
1: no not very many. But I know he was at yeah. at least a few. <laughs> so Ronald,
4: Ronald Reagan uh, went to one game as well. Interesting. Um, wow. Yeah, the only reason I know that is you know I just did Bernie's book, and we spent a lot of time because Bernie ran with celebrities um, talking about who was there, and Schwarzenegger never came up. I'm pretty sure I would have uh, we, uh, heard about it. So
1: the worst. I'll just say this quickly: the worst scene. I have ever seen um, in terms of like the pl- people are at a at a hockey game and something happens. Uh, lethal Weapon three, <laughs> when, when Mel Gibson jumps on the ice and gets checked by. First of all, it was a Toronto versus LA game, and they didn't have the rights from the NHL, so the Leafs were wearing like a. Like the like from a like a playing card like a spade on there, and the Kings were wearing sort of a blank jersey. It just said L.A. or something like that. It was so, it was so terrible. I mean, get the get the rights did, from. Did, the it, NHL did the it really you? Like, Yeah, because <laughs> get, the, get the rights from the NHL. Spend spend, spend the fifty dollars to get the right fifty
0: so, dollars. Mike's still okay. upset about sudden death with Van Dam in terms of the hockey
1: scene.
0: Yes sudden death was actually okay you know
4: (laughs) movies go you know what i mean it was bad and you know baldwin's uh wife uh wrote it and uh he produced it
2: right so All right. Let's get going here. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the Metro division and we got some news. We're going to blow through quickly um, to get through everything. And then we're also at two o'clock is when the waivers will, and there's 40, there there are 43 guys on waivers yesterday. So I'm curious at two o'clock when, if if the waiver claims come through, if any of the 43 players on waivers are claimed,
1: there should be one or two. One
2: or two. I would think there'll be a couple. You don't think any of us, I think it's all, they're all complicit and nobody's
3: going to touch anybody else's players
4: well, I, I i just think everybody's having a hard time as it is to get down if you if you take one of those guys then you got one more guy you gotta yeah you know get out. you're saying this
0: collusion yeah. in the nhl i'm not no. saying collusion i didn't use
2: that word you no, said the complicity is it's, pretty it's, much uh, the same it's as you're combined, applying it that's all it's combined misery how about that Go we'll call it combined misery they're all in the same boat um all right here we go that's the date is uh right, right, right. yeah the date's irrelevant Act Thank you. Thank you. I knew that. It's Columbus Day. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving Thanksgiving in Canada, by the way. But I forgot about that. Of course, it's October 11th. Hello, Hockey World. It's October 11th. Happy Thanksgiving and Indigenous Peoples Day in America. Um, It's October 11th, 2021.
1: I'm Michael Ligello and happy Columbus Day. And also congratulations to the New York Islanders for finally announcing Zdeno Chara and Zach Parise's contract. Way to go. There you go.
0: Hi, I'm Jan Levine. If we had one more member and give them an A on their chest, we can match the Rangers in terms of how many associate captains they have. Without a captain.
4: <laughs> Russ Cohen from Sportsology, Kevin Allen, Hockey Buzz,
2: and I'm Mac. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. It's also a Monday, by the way. I always say the day of the week because I know that better. Sometimes um, you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday at this time to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And the thing we have to start with, and we have Jan here is uh is the big signing of Mika Zabinajad um over the weekend uh, really kind of not a surprise signing and, and everyone's every keeps everyone keeps it's amazing to me how many people are saying oh but Barkov said this. I, I really don't I don't think they were tied together that much they both had to get done I think that they were both about what they, they were going to get I didn't think that the Rangers were waiting for Barkov to sign his deal but what do you think Jan what are your thoughts
0: so a couple of things. So I mean, I wouldn't say that they were waiting on Barkov, but clearly there was the hope that Barkov would make it to free agency. Though I think they all pretty much got the signs over the summer that he wasn't going to happen. So Benajed has been pretty vociferous and vocal that he wanted to stay. Uh, he wanted probably closer to nine to ten million a year. The Rangers, suppose he wanted a shorter term. Uh, they met in the longer term, but in terms of the dollars, lower the dollars. But a couple of interesting things the contract. One, the base salary is ba- is only a million per year. Um, and in terms of there's a sliding scale in terms of the salary. So first of all, it's basically buyout proof because the fact you're not going to get any relief if you buy it out because of the salary B uh, he's got a no movement clause until the seven days before the last year kicks in and it becomes 21 teams. So to me, I hate giving out NMC's, especially like that grant. You know, you wanted them to stay. I probably would have yeah. gone five or six years. I really thought that if they're going to do that, they might've gone six years because in year seven, if you gave him the bonus, the way the salary structured, you could probably find a team that's looking not to pay a lot of salary but willing to take on cap room potentially if you wanted to get rid of him Um uh, basically they made a commitment look if it's eight years barkov deserved the eight years because he's two years younger he's a sulky trophy winner uh, a little bit better of a player in terms of overall especially between yeah. the dots but rangers locked up the number one center zaminijad wanted to be there the tournament's fine the dollars are fine um it probably or potentially let me put it that way not probably potentially Takes him out of the Eichel sweepstakes unless Sabers are going to eat some money because you got Adam Fox down the road. You're gonna have Kako down the road. You're gonna have Lafreniere down the road. You're gonna have a lot of guys you're gonna have to pay down the road. You have Kreider and Trouba still on your books, but overall, solid contract. You got your number one center. You have a guy who's become a better player in New York. And if you look back to the trade and look at the comments from the trade, made July 18th, uh, 2000 when they went 2016 when they got Sabanajad and some of the pushback when they made that deal to now yeah uh, jeff Gordon made out like a bandit in that trade in terms of <laughs> getting zibinijad and the draft pick and what zibinijad has become so look a fair deal overall they locked up their number one center you don't have to worry about it down the road the only thing you're gonna have to figure out is who's your number two down the road do you bring back do you resign sign strome do you maybe get thomas hurdle next year what happens with eichel but overall i think most ranger fans are ecstatic with having him here i think most ranger fans are ecstatic with the deal overall like I said, the only thing I would have liked was maybe a little bit shorter of return of an NMC, but you're picking it little things there.
1: Russ, uh, I I I don't see how it is possible for the Rangers to be on uh, in on Eichel now since Zabedinjad's no move clause is immediate. It's not like it it goes into effect. It's, it, there's not a Jeff Carter or Mike Richards situation where they can trade him before the no move clause kicks in, it's immediate. So he yeah. can't be. He can't be moved, so I don't see how they can afford to sign Eichel even if the Sabres retain a couple million bucks.
3: I don't think it's going to happen. I think they honestly waited on this until they realized we're not going to do the Eichel trade, and then they went and did this, which was smart. Again, there were a lot of Ranger fans that didn't like the trade for Zibanejad because he wasn't doing great in Ottawa, but I kind of defaulted back to when he played, the way he played in the World Juniors, the way he was a leader and a clutch goal scorer, and just that great shot, and I was happy about the trade. He's become even a better player than that. The Rangers have had a hard time with getting a real number one center. He's more of a number one center than Derek Stepan was. No offense to Derek Stepan. Is he a number one
2: back. center though? I guess he is. A yes, he is. Yes, yes, he, he is. Yes, is. obviously.
3: He with the, be with this contract, sniper. he is. But <laughs> no, no, no. no, no he is a true. He he's he's a true number one center. center. He's a true number one center.
2: And but I, we have talked about him not being a number one center over the years. No, I mean I don't know who's maybe
3: at the very beginning there was wonders and there hasn't been a wonder in a while i mean in 2019-20 he had three hat tricks the record for the rangers for hat tricks is four he had a 41 goal season for a center there have not been many ranger centers with 40 goal seasons not like sure. he's already eclipsed some pretty big marks that he probably doesn't get enough credit for and to do that in new york is a big deal so this is a great signing great yep. aav and now the question will be you know who's the number two center soon but that's fine because they'll either hold on to strome or they won't but they have to see so far they haven't had anybody develop into what could be a number two center so strome may end up getting resigned too kevin your thoughts? Mm -hmm.
4: yeah i mean he's a he's a completely uh different player than he was when they acquired him he has indeed become the number one center and he was very effective and really the only reason that he was off, it seems to me was the COVID. I mean, Mm -hmm. if there ever was a player that defined what life after COVID was, it was him, you know, he was sluggish, Uh, he wasn't uh, right. He didn't seem to have the great, the jump and the movement. It looked like he had, uh, you know, a bit of uh, long hauler syndrome. And, you know, he kept denying it because that's what hockey players do. Uh, You know, I'm playing through it. I'm tough, you know. Um, and it was a good signing. I I I think they actually could uh, make a run, but I don't think they want to give up the assets. Um, I think they could trade Ryan Strom. I think he is marketable, um, and I think you could carve out if you can get Buffalo to take a little bit. They could probably do that, and as a Benajad Eichel um, center combination, which should certainly be effective. But I, I I just don't think when you factor in what you have to give up, yeah. I don't I don't know that it makes sense for them.
2: Uh, one thing about that, that I want to bring up because I, we always hear, you know, this is like the recipe or whatever. It needs a prospect, a da, da, da this, da, the player now and all that different things. um But there is also a theory that they could just want Lafreniere and something else. Like that, there's a way, like the, if, if I go back to being not, what he Not is, from what I'm, from I'm hearing. Back, no, that would be craziness. Why would that be crazy? I
4: spoke directly to a general manager who said they have not budged. Uh, yes.
2: they're,
1: uh, yeah, but the kind of players uh, they're talking about are not, I,
2: listen for a second, the kind of players they're talking about at, to this point, you know, are we, are we, one way, they haven't really talked about a Lefrenier type player.
1: No, but we've, no, we've talked it's a package Jack. We're talking, like, it's, we it's talked a, about this on the show three or know, four it's months it's ago. It's like, if you're talking about the Rangers, it's Kako, Lundqvist. Uh, maybe one of the goaltenders and a first-round pick. That's the kind of package that Buffalo wants. They've stepped off that a little bit in terms of a conditional pick and, and based yeah. on how many games Eichel will play, but they still want three or four assets.
4: Yeah, for it. Here, here, let me put it this way. If what you're saying is if Toronto offered Austin Matthews, they would get off their four-piece right. uh, uh, parcel. Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly, and Lafreniere would certainly you know, get their attention. But, you know, I think what they really want, based on what I've been told anyway, is they want to be able to cure a lot of problems. Yes. And that's why they've told everyone we don't want to move off this because we need help in a lot of different areas. So one player for one player doesn't help us.
1: Young, retainable assets that are cheap and they are controllable because nobody right now wants well, nice to one want thing nobody, you know, like, wait, wait. nobody <laughs> right now wants to play exactly. for the Buffalo Sabers exactly nobody.
2: No, nobody wants to nobody wants to make that kind of trade right now i mean the, the reality is things are no. uh, I I know, mean, we, all know, we all know what, what they, wants they to want
0: play for the sabers At- back Nobody, Nobody wants, wants to be there right now. Right. That's what he's saying. You know, I get that too, but that doesn't necessarily matter when right trading. now.
2: It doesn't matter for some players when they're traded. You know, it does, like some players have no- sure, It does, well,
0: sure. it does mm-hmm. when you become going to become a free agent. The Frenier
2: doesn't, no doesn't have a new
1: move. Of like, no- Of course he doesn't.
2: <laughs> never mind. Just move wow.
1: on. Just because he's six years away from unrestricted free agency doesn't mean that he wa- if if he gets traded he wants to go to Buffalo right now Buffalo is a tire fire they you know and right that's now not they don't baitable,
2: but that's not always these but they are going to get players to go there they, they their reality is players are under contract and have not, to not not
0: until management changes right so you look about it Ottawa used to be a problem Ottawa has redeemed itself to a certain extent and you look at the pipeline of what they have the mentality has changed there. Buffalo, it is not, and that's, that's part of the what I'm problem. Saying. It's an, I, it's I real, it's an that. optic thing, also right now, more so than anything Jeez. else.
2: That's not yeah. what I'm saying,
0: though. I, you know, if you're, you know,
4: it's possible that at some point they'll they'll back off that, but they haven't backed off it yet.
0: Right. Yeah, they have baseballs, you want as Mike said, they want a coco, They may have wanted heatle I've heard Lunkfist <laughs> or or Jones may be in the deal. I've heard a number one and Gorgiev or something else is, is and the assets what they've talked about. The names have not substantively changed, nor has the package substantively changed. Right. Russ, I mean, it sounds Russ, like Russ, the Eric Russ, Lindros Russ, Russ deal
2: Jan, for me. Russ. Give me one second. One second, then we do this. Russ and Jan. Russ and Jan. I'm offering you Lafreniere and a first round pick for Eichel. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing too it much either. Rest. I can't
0: fit. I'm not. How am I fitting 10 million? And how am I right? fitting him, too? That's true. How am I fitting 10 million? No, but, no, okay. Are you eating 5 million in salary to get him over here? No.
2: No. No.
0: Then, then. Thank you very much, but you can't do it. It's unless you mm-hmm. figure a way to look. The
1: answer look, I, enjoy the I dial tone. The Chris, <laughs> and look, as much <laughs>
0: as I talked about the Chris Kreider contract when it happened, none of us knew the pandemic was coming, right? That contract right. now, honestly, is an albatross because they would All right, probably. Well, love I'll
3: take it. That. I, I disagree. I
2: don't think it's an albatross. I'll take that contract. I'll take that contract and help you out. And now what? No. Not no. doing it. Thank you. Heck, they want multiple assets. I know what they want, Mike, but they're not. I wouldn't
3: it. even want it because he has to go through a surgery. I don't know what he's going to be like after the surgery. Exactly. And then he,
2: and I don't know how okay, long no, his career credit. will
3: last because of the surgery, if I don't he goes, know
2: if, any. If, 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 let's just take the surgery. if he goes through the surgery and he returns and he's hundred percent and they know that he, he tries out for everybody. Okay. Yep. Now, what are we talking about?
3: Well, if he's got 10 goals in 10 games after he comes off of the surgery, call me Then.
4: Yeah, I mean, we don't want to lose sight of the fact that prior to his poor season last year, he was one of the more consistent centers in the National Hockey League. Yeah,
1: he's one of the You
4: he's know, he was five five years of 26 yeah. goals or yeah, more. Yeah, he's, he's, he's had a better the start best. than LeFrenier had.
1: He's one of the five best centers in the league. Yeah. so he's When healthy, healthy, when healthy, he's healthy that's this, the caveat
0: right now. Right. Nobody knows exactly how long it's going to take okay. him to get back to that stage, huh, and you're not right. giving up five assets for a guy who don't know whether he's going to make it back Uh, a
1: couple couple quick things Um, the uh the trade between florida and vancouver it looks looks as if it's a a minor deal but but russ uh former fifth overall pick vancouver after a few years just really gave up on him and said we we got to move on i mean i don't know if they
3: gave up on him and maybe they did him a favor i think the change of scenery could be good because i think the fan base puts the weight of him being that that top pick but i don't think they should because he's had some injuries and he's not the same guy now is he nhl serviceable yeah i do think he is nhl serviceable and i think in, in a new regime nobody's gonna have these expectations for him Definitely not in Florida. So I think this is good right. for everybody. And I think honestly that's why the trade was made.
1: Well, act, this is this is Bill Zito and his ties to Finland because you, la- you Yeah, la- never,
2: be- never discount Zito's ties to Finland. Yeah. <laughs> no, true. I'll tell you, that's, he, knows, he knows guys in Finland. He talked to people in Finland, I am sure, about this player um in depth. Um Zito was one of the best. His remember this he represented Tukarask. he represented um uh, Kimo Timenin, he represented, you know, a lot of a lot of great Finnish players um and uh you know and he knows he knows And he ha- and every summer zito goes to finland and ends so the time over there with people um he is and this is why you know when they used to joke around and in, in you know in columbus all the time saying kukulainen you know is pick, picking all these fins i'm thinking that might be zito bringing those fins in you know yeah. it's, just, it's it's just as much as you know as as that's how zito met kukulainen through the fin finland connection but there's no question that he loves Finnish players and if he has some of his scouts who were over there you know who used to work for acme sports which was his agency who were two who were probably telling him about this kid back way back when that you should try to get a hold of this kid uh, you know to the agency I, I i i i would give this a shot i would see how it, this plays out he probably knows he probably knows something about this guy and he's willing to give it a chance
1: it's just a question of whether whether uh quenville will buy in because we know you know quenville yeah. likes his players and if he's not one of his players then he's not going to play um a cu- couple other things quickly a lot of a lot of late uh, contracts ptos that were uh signed james neal with st louis uh eric gustafson was uh pto with the islanders he signs with chicago uh russ i mean you know as long as he's your power play quarterback fine he's going back to where he had his he, success. everybody's
3: right? going to be like hey he had a 60 point season once yeah, whatever right. just showing chicago you know then right with chicago what, what that signing
4: really says is how bad chicago's defense was yes. after you know seth jones and um, yeah and we talked about it and, and then two, two
0: guys who are out now hurt, hurt yeah. also now right jones is out then gail jones out. Out. so that, that's that's two absences they need yeah, to
4: yeah but, it's, it's a really weak defense after the the top pairing there
1: yeah, a couple others: Jimmy Vc with, uh, with uh, the with uh, the Devils uh, one year, Jack yeah. Johnson with Colorado, Freddie Gauthier with uh, New Jersey, Tyler Ennis with Ottawa, Alex Galchenyuk with Arizona, and supposedly Brian Boyle is going to sign today with uh, Pittsburgh. So a the lot uh, of,
4: the Re- the Red Wings released Bobby Ryan from yes, his tryout. They
2: cover. did okay, interesting. I hope he finds a place um, tomorrow. I hope Bobby Ryan finds a place
4: Yeah, I, I think everybody does, including the Red Wings. They really are yeah. fond of him. But I think ultimately they've decided if they were going to make an addition to their roster, you know, it should be a rookie. I mean, they are a rebuilding
3: team. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that makes I'll say it, sense. Kevin. I'll say it like it this. If, if Jack Johnson got a contract, and we're assuming it's not to just give him money because of his problems, but because of his toughness and the fact that, you know, he'll mix it up bobby ryan should get a contract way before jack johnson that's just in my estimation.
4: yeah although i i did hear and who knows what this means but i was told from someone who was there that he played pretty well for them yeah
3: Yeah, you know i watched i watched jack johnson when he was with the rangers and he couldn't play now maybe he's done something to change that or maybe it was preseason and he played well and we'll see
2: yeah he's been bad for a while he has, yeah. he has been he also has the same uh, age as nathan mckinnon so that there can't if you want conspiracy theories there you nathan go very uh, <laughs> uh no <laughs> sorry i'm just throwing it out there yeah, i don't uh, think that that's true but i'm just saying you know it, it's it's it is interesting someone like immediately texted me
1: that this shouldn't be a big surprise but uh kevin john cooper gets a three-year contract extension i mean you know he won two stanley cups i'm surprised you know they didn't basically give him the key to the city
4: yeah no i and you know i've been saying this for a while almost since he arrived there but he to me is the prototype of the modern coach oh yeah you know he still has um some pretty tough uh in your face talks um but you know he's but he's an excellent communicator um i think he's one of those x's and o's guys he's very modern in his approach i think he uses advanced stats the right way like he does it you know the right way you know he's still kind of old school in his mentality but very modern in his approach and um it really works there i think guys find him interesting i, I don't think they get bored with him. Um, i mean
3: players don't speak out against him when they leave and say boy i hated that coach no, or, or saying no, that we never I, see anything
4: that's that's i just think that's the model you want uh for a for a coach now is uh just the way he does things. And uh, uh, from what I understand, he has a great relationship with Breezois where, you know, there's some give and take on players and, and that's what you want. Like, you know, the GM still got to be in charge, <clears throat> there's no doubt, because someone needs to make the, the final decision and you don't want a wishy washy guy, but I think he takes, Breezois takes into account what Cooper's opinions are. I've watched are.
3: some press conferences, Kevin, you could really see where Breezois does that. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. The way he talks about Cooper, there's so much respect there that he definitely runs everything by him, and they do come to sort of yeah, an agreement.
4: I, yeah. And contrast that to you know the way like Quinville has operated through the years, or Mike Babcock,
3: <laughs> right?
4: Uh, who, who you know, whatever you know, when Ken Holland when he was in Detroit would bring a guy in, he was never quite sure what Babcock was going to do with the guy, you know? right? And in Chicago <laughs> it was the same way, and I think to you know pr- probably this the same extent probably in Florida, but I think. Bill Zito has come in and found uh, you know a way to have a meeting of the minds with him, and it's so far worked out.
1: Yeah, ask Frankie Corrado, Russ. Uh, yeah. f- finally, before, before we get to our, uh, our Metro uh, predictions or preview, um, if you needed proof that Alan Walsh was a weasel, the piece in the Las Vegas Review Journal today uh, is, a, is indicative of him uh, being that. Because according to the article, Uh, Walsh looked to submarine the Vegas Golden Knights and their attempt to trade Marc-Andre Fleury by spreading the news via social media that Fleury would retire if he was traded from Vegas. Vegas, uh, The Vegas management was in communication with Fleury and Walsh. Uh, until they found out, according to the article, until they found out that he was working behind the scenes to <clears throat> undercut them, and then they just said, "Okay, you know what? We're making the deal. That's it." And he learned. And Fleury learned about the deal via Twitter because his agent was looking to sabotage what they were trying to do. That's just that's just low. Really, Look, I trust
3: George McPhee. I yeah. chatted with him. He's a straight shooter, so if he's given the quote, I'm
2: looking at it.
1: It's just. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just. Come on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. So let's get on to um this crazy division that we call the Metro Division. There's no way we can be all, all on the same page with this one. <laughs> this is like there's no way that any that I'm on the same page with myself hour to hour on this one. Like this is like I think this, we
1: like, can all be place. I think we can all be on the same page for one thing. The Columbus Blue Jackets are eighth place. Anyone have an issue with that?
2: No, oh.
3: I
4: don't.
2: <laughs> All right, let's 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 end that there. I agree with you. I, I, I <laughs> it, And it, it's also, you know, it's something, you know, I don't want to do that because it, I always feel like everybody, everybody thinks someone something's going to happen. But this one, I'm actually going to agree with all of you. So, so just mark this moment down. Like, yeah, Mr. Counterintuitive. Because <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually going with you on this one. All right. So uh, let's but let's let's move on to the um, to seventh. because seventh gets a lot harder. Or does it? um people are all the, the, obviously i'm gonna i'm gonna the elephant in the room here is the new jersey devils right like the new jersey yeah that,
4: that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking the, the the you know the obvious choice is the best choice
2: right yeah sometimes the obvious is the best like kevin as you always tell me you know there's always going to be a team that's going to like surprise the hell out of us right so this is absolutely and a lot of people th- are when i hear people when i read when i've been around reading and listening to new jersey comes up today um today uh uh what's his name our, our oh man our good friend uh who does the 30s pod the 30 and 30 podcast with elliot freeman um jeff marrick jeff marrick yeah jeff yeah jeff jeff you know um one of my guys i respect the most he comes out and say he says he thinks the devils are the surprise team right so he you know
1: well and the, the news came out today that mckenzie blackwood apparently in the next few weeks yes. will get the vaccine so i'm not sure the reason why uh the of the sudden change of heart but no, I, you know might. that would that way. But he's still going to miss games.
3: He's going to miss games until those next few weeks, and yeah. then after his second vax, he's going to miss games. And so I think it's too much for the Devils, and I, I'm putting him in that spot. Did
4: yeah. they Explain the you know the delay in getting that. Does he have to uh, muster the courage or what? I, I,
1: they didn't explain that. The report just said he said in the next few weeks. It didn't say why, uh, here's, know, why. Here's here's what I my a New Jersey
2: source told me that this is why. Um Blackwood said in his media. This was a text. And Blackwood said his media availability yesterday that he that he is a leaning towards getting the vaccine in a few weeks. Um, the the, the, pe- the people they had working him basically to do this were his mother, um, who you know we talked about. Um, there was a Zoom meeting last week between Josh Harris, Dave Blitzer, Tom Ruff, Nico Hersher, Mackenzie Blackwood, Blackwood's mom, and Tom Fitzgerald. Um, they were they just just to try to convince him to do this. They had like a Zoom meeting about this. Um, can you imagine all of that? My dad would just sit me down and
3: said, go get the bleepin' vaccine. That's what yeah. he, my dad's a no, calm, no. Da- calm guy, but he, that's what
2: he would do. Imagine being on a business Zoom meeting with your mom. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Throw that no. out there for a second.
1: Eric
2: Eric calls me up and says, Eck, we're gonna talk about the bloggers today. I have uh, Mike here, I have Kevin, and I brought in your mom. <laughs>
1: In my family, it was the exact opposite. I had to convince my mom to get the vaccine. <laughs> right. Right.
2: Anyway, we're not going to talk anymore about vaccines. We we yeah. promise no vaccine um, talk, But that is this is an right. issue with the Devils. So Go, going
4: back to the Devils, um, yes. you know, I know why he's saying that. Like you know, I've said all along that I, beyond the Columbus Blue Jackets, and there's even a the little hesitancy yeah. with me about the Blue Jackets. I I think every other team. Mm-hmm. has an okay chance of making the playoffs. Yes. Like even right. the Devils. I mean, the Devils right. are going to be better. There's no doubt. Um, you know, they've made some nice offseason acquisitions. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like it's possible. But someone's got to finish seventh. And I think the track record of those other teams and, you know, like the Rangers are on an upward trajectory. There's no right. doubt about it. Yeah. The Islanders are good. I think, you know, the Flyers did the most of any team. Yeah, in that yeah, division to improve in the offseason. So, by process of elimination, I got the devils there, but I'm not comfortable
2: with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, well, I, if you go to MGM odds, they here only have and, a and chance. They, everybody but Columbus has a chance, right? The interesting thing about the, yeah, the oddsmakers feel that way right. too, because the oddsmakers have the from I won't tell you their order yet, but from yeah. one to seven, they have the top team at 97 and a half points as the over under run points, right? The top team in the division, 97 and a half. Um, and the devil's who they have at seventh at 88 and a half. So that is a not only a nine point difference between yeah. seven teams. That's like, that's pretty, I mean, that's crazy when you think about it. That, that, that does have the devil's nine points out, but that is a nine point difference between seven teams. So this is so crazy tight.
1: Well, I'll, I'll step because I think we are in general consensus of the, of the bottom two based on what we just said, I'll stick, I'll stick my neck out for the sixth place and, and pick the Washington capitals. And Mike, and really it, uh, that's my seventh place actually.
2: So we weren't on. Okay. General, I'm not a Devils seven. I'm not Devils. I'm not. I'm. I am not Devils in sixth. I'm not
1: Devils in seventh. I am Capitals in seventh. Okay.
2: Continue. continue on with your thought on the Capitals. Right.
1: Okay. Um, unless Samsonov has a big year, I mean, he. I don't think he really. He, they went to Vanacek uh, mostly last year, and then had to rearrange to get him back from Seattle. Um I'm concerned about the the absence of Backstrom. I mean I, I from what I heard Ovechkin's injury is not very serious so it's um but but without Backstrom and I I don't like their defense uh i'm just not i i'm starting to be convinced that the that you know they've crossed the rubicon that the, this is that they're on the down slope rather than on the upslope or rather at the top so i i you know i'm not hundred percent convinced they have a lot of talent there, old, but older talent but i i think they're gonna finish out of the playoffs and i i picked them sixth kevin
2: sixth. i thought you
4: were seventh no
1: no, 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 no. I Capital, have seven. Seven,
4: I have Capital six. Oh,
2: you have them oh, seventh. Okay. I have them seventh. Yeah. Although Mantha is really good and young and they do, yeah. they do have some good young players too, but go ahead, Kevin.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so we're talking about now the devils and we're
2: talk- yeah, well, you, we, you, you're, six. you're putting the devils in seven, six.
4: Right? Oh, six. Oh, I actually have the penguins. You're the
2: penguins. Okay. Um, All right.
4: Yeah. And I haven't changed on that. I took them in my early, uh, pick falling. following. So I just, they haven't done anything,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
4: in that division. You know, you've got to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Every season, they have not reinvented themselves. This is the same goalie. In fact, they've lost some good pieces. I thought Tana was an important player for them. Yeah. I thought he gave them a lot of energy, and McCann. he's gone. McCann. And, uh, yeah. There's, uh, uh. I just don't think they're better. Now, the one thing I can tell you, and Mike can verify this. You know brian burke won't stand pat if they start yeah. out solely but but yeah. you know that division is so unforgiving i don't know if you know making a move uh, into the season will uh, be enough um i just i just think they should have done more uh they still have crosby um and but malkin's gonna be gone two months so
1: yeah, I, I, I don't know what move they can make, Kev, because, um, I mean, okay, so Malkin's out. I mean, are you going to trade a Zucker or are you going to trade well, a Rust or somebody uh, like that?
4: Zucker is one of the longest standing trade rumors in the league, yeah, uh, so you know, so he's been rumored, but, um, with Gunsel, you know, they're not last I heard, they weren't sure he was going to be ready for opening day, so right. um, yeah, I, I just think. You know, I, I don't remember the last time that I picked the Penguins to fall out of the playoffs. Yeah, I know. So it's it's been a long time. Uh, probably three
1: you
0: know, Crosby days.
4: So, yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I, I,
0: mean, I have them also finishing. I mean, again, Malkin's out, for at least the first 22 games of this season, right? Okay. Crosby will be back probably a little early and expect you have Gensel. I know it's not fully sold on Tristan Jarry between the pipes. I don't right. think their defense is particularly phenomenal. I mean Latang is great, but unfortunately Tang has been injury prone his career right. and missed healthy amount of time. Matheson played fairly well last year and I happened to be a big Gensol fan, but I don't think there's a lot right now coming through the system. Samuel Poole's not necessarily ready. So I, I just think they take a step back again. And the same thing on Washington. I don't look, ever since they moved on from Trots. that organization has been, you know, somewhat bereft behind the bench to a certain extent. Again, the current coach is fine. You saw it out when they went to Reardon, and you saw the difference trots made, even though they, they couldn't get over the hump until that last year. I just don't, I mean, and if Backstrom's out, hopefully because Netshoff takes a step forward, but he was brutal last year. And he they, 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 that's a major loss not having Nicholas Baxham there if the hip yeah. injury keeps him out for yeah. long term.
2: Uh, Russ, what do you have going on here?
3: I have the Flyer six. There's three reasons. Okay, yep. I, I don't trust Martin Jones, and if that's the case, that means. Carter Hart has to be better than he's ever been in his career on the road. So we have to see if he can do that. I don't trust that they have enough goal scoring. They're going to have to prove that to me. They got a lot of passers, not a lot of shooters. And their fourth line is terribly slow. Uh, Teams are going to match up against that until Av figures out that you actually have to have someone fast on the fourth line these days. And if he doesn't, he gets that ultimate fourth line, but he's wanted that ever since his Vancouver and Ranger days. So I'm going Flyers sixth.
2: So Kevin, I want to bring out one thing. Um, you said you were staying with the Penguins at uh, at six. You actually had the Penguins at seven in our way too early prediction. Oh, they moved them up. You moved them up. Right. You had them, You had the. Dev, you, had them ahead of the dev, you had them. You had the Devils at six.
4: Oh, um, well, I, you, I, did, I guess I didn't remember that because I knew I had them down in the bottom.
2: Well, These were ridiculously early end of July predictions, but I just right, but I did see, right. it is interesting to look back on it and see.
4: Yeah, well, I you know, and I can make a case that the Devils are better than the Penguins for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. um. Yeah
2: so Russ, i like i like your logic actually for the for the flyers um a lot there and i I, that's why the flyers have moved down on my list and i know uh, i'm
3: going to take heat for it but i'm just being honest
2: to number five i'm moving the flyers to five so moving up to five like so like so my bottom you know i start with um columbus then washington then new jersey then the flyers the flyers are five and and really all because of the same exact things that russ said i do have a little more faith in their scoring than you do which is maybe why they're five not six but i don't I don't have faith that you should be putting all of this on this much pressure on Carter Hart without like a backup that he that he doesn't have to worry about. Like if Carter Hart can't he can't have to think he has to win every freaking game, he's in there all the time. Like oh. it, or else it's going to be or else they're not going to make the playoffs. So the, I'm with you on the yeah. Carter. Otherwise, oh. and it's it's a shame because it's a tragic flaw in a way. It because, is, you know. And it's, it's what this, they did so much great stuff to fix the defense. They did so much, but man, watching Martin Jones, I just don't. I don't see it. And it, I, if I was them, I this that that pick I, would I, change I, from five. I, to three, I, right I, now, if they went I, out and and signed Devin Dubnik.
1: I think we're focusing too much on Martin Jones. I agree. I,
2: mean,
1: I mean, right now, more than likely, I would say Carter Hart's going to play probably between fifty-five and sixty games. If you're going to put, if you're going to play Martin Jones thirty, then you have to worry because Martin Jones is the below sub five, sub nine hundred. Right, so, do
3: you believe he could win twelve to fifteen games, Mike? I don't. I think, I think you know, more
0: importantly is do you think can Carter Hart be Carter Hart from a couple yeah, of years ago? Thing, or is. and if I he's think, not, if he's not, that team's not going anywhere. And I, I think you know well, for I sure. I, let me let me say this.
4: I don't care what team we're talking about. If their number one goalie doesn't go well, they're not going anywhere. Right. right. But
0: this impacts the number one goalie. But like if you Martin have a backup, you can you can make up some of what you might not get of your number one. Now but do you trust Martin Jones to step in and be look. No, No, Jake Allen right now. I'd much rather have Jake Allen between the pipes and Martin Jones.
3: But he and Jones impacts the number one in my estimation. That's the problem. A team in the
1: last year. Go ahead, Kev, sorry.
4: Well, I was just gonna say, when when they got Martin Jones, you remember what I said? I said, look, Martin Jones deserves another chance, but not with a team like the Flyers. You know, he should have been with Arizona or Brighton
3: or or whatever
4: not a team where it really matters and, and, you know, it matters with the Flyers. So I, I know he's, uh, to me, that's a hurt. That's a negative
0: on yeah. that. But-, but this way, if, 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 if they, if they had gotten anti-Ranta as opposed to Carolina, you'd feel a lot better about the goalie situation, yes. even though Ronta's hurt because Ronta has been a better goalie historically in the last couple of years. But Devin I,
2: Dubnik. I, Devin Dubnik's out there.
4: I'm just not – yeah, I'm not convinced that Martin Jones will be the backup goalie by the end of the there,
1: season. There's no evidence right. that – You Devin, might be right. no evidence that Devin Dubnik wants to play anymore because of his situation, his, his family situation or whatever was going on the last true. couple of years. True, but, true. But, but, the, but, you know, Carter Hart's task will be a lot easier than it was last year because Philadelphia yeah. upgraded so much on defense that they actually have a defense that is pretty decent. Yeah. So, you know, if, if if they limit shots on goal, if they're better defensively, if they're like an Elaine Vino team, then I think that they're and I had them fourth. I had Pittsburgh fifth and I had them fourth. Well, we gotta
3: see them on the road, Mike. Carter Hart on the road. That's for you know more games than he's usually played. We gotta see.
1: There's a justifiable reason for skepticism. I will grant you that. And that's why I picked them no higher than fourth, because you know, there could be hiccups and you know, if they get if they get a 500 record out of Martin Jones, then they should consider themselves successful. But I think there's enough talent there that they're, that they're going to probably be the uh, one of the two wild cards in the in the East.
2: All right. So, Kevin, who do you have at the this next spot then at five? At four, yeah. At five, be five. four, right? Because you just did a Pittsburgh. Was it well, I've
4: got Washington there. Washington um,
2: five, okay.
4: Yeah, I've got them uh, falling out of the... Uh, the playoffs, just, you know, I just feel like they've gotten a little stale for all the reasons. Backstrom's yeah. uh, injury uh, or really just what's left over from the surgery. Um, you know, that that just hasn't gone well. And, you know, that affects obviously Ovechkin. Um, and uh, I, I actually like their goaltending a little bit more. I've, I've been following what's going on there. And there's been a real healthy competition there. And yeah. South, both of them have played pretty well there. And, really well yeah in training camp. So I think they feel pretty good about that. Um but you know this division is tough and I don't think that they've inj- injected enough um into that team to to give them the edge they need uh yeah. in that division. So I mean we'll see. I mean we've got one uh Russ has talked about him a lot. Um I'm drawing a complete blank here the, the center
1: uh oh, Connor McMichael. McMichael.
4: McMichael. They've got him um that you know i think uh mm-hmm. with uh backstrom's injury you know i think he's got an opportunity there for him to kind of show what he's doing but i've also read that people think it's too early for him so we'll see
2: okay so interesting so i'm trying to see where you put where you had the where you had the capitals before kevin you had them in this spot yes yeah, so the same you kept it the same place there
1: jan who did you have at five and who did you have at four? actually no
2: i changed that around cap you had capitals at three in the i World did
1: Olympics. yeah Very yeah
2: Okay. Yeah, Jan, your fifth pick?
3: I
0: think I had Pittsburgh at four and Philly at five. Okay.
2: at five. Okay.
3: Five. I have Pittsburgh, but I think there's possibility for five playoff teams out of the Metro. I do, and yeah. but with Pittsburgh, I think when Crosby is back, they could put Drew O'Connor with him, who's been scoring regularly in, in the post in the uh, preseason. He was a scorer at Dartmouth. Uh, the Penguins have a way of getting these guys on yeah. their team that have. One good ability, and his one good ability is he has a great shot. You put him with a guy like Crosby, he could score 15, 17 goals. And now we're talking about, like, who the hell's Drew O'Connor, you know, two months into the season. Nice. Those kinds of things have kept them alive and kept this playoff streak alive. And that's why I can't count them out yet.
0: So I'm hmm. doing a 2014 50 man draft and I drafted Drew Connor, So I like hearing that. Thanks, Russ. There
2: you go. Yeah, yeah. The, um, all right. Um, He's so, the new
4: Brian Rust, by the way. So <laughs>
0: oh, yeah,
3: there we go. I'll take it. The New Brian Rust. Right um,
2: yeah. So to me, I this is um this is where I put the Pittsburgh Penguins at four as well. Um, like you guys did. I I do think the penguins the penguins and flyers is going to be a tale of goaltending. Whoever finishes four or ever finishes five. To me, that's to me, that's sort of where I see it, you know. Possibly, champion. I have more. I have
1: more confidence in Carter Hart than they have in Tristan Jari. I really do. I mean, maybe oh, Jari I do, I do too. Maybe Jari's problems are more playoff related than regular season because he did have a decent regular season last year. But they, were, you know, both teams really have nothing to fall back on. If, it, if 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 Jari drops the ball, it's Casey to Smith. Yeah, but the Smith has
3: at least proven that for a short term, he could do pretty well. Yeah, like if is. Jari's yeah. not doing well for a little bit of time, they take him out. I think the Smith is filled in admirably. I'm not.
2: Yeah. I'm not saying he hasn't, but he's not a number one, Russ. It's no. not take over.
1: No. And to go and, off
2: what Kevin said for a second, that Janis Janišek has played really well for the Capitals. Yeah. And I talked to somebody down there this morning about this, and they said that they think that because I was I did my wacky my ten wacky predictions vlog today, and one of them was going to be, and I just it would have been my number eleven would be that Janišek becomes the starter by the end of the year that he's going to take over the number one job. Yeah um okay. Janicek,
3: you mean for the uh, olympic team
1: yeah i don't think he's ever going to be the star okay. no panache um, okay so we have the t- we have the top three here i have the rangers at three
2: rangers at three
1: uh, the rangers at three i their goaltending both you know backup and starter are solid you've got the norris trophy winner on the blue line i think you've got a couple really good young defensemen there and, and a guy like truba um and i i like their forwards and now now they locked up Zabinajad. that sort of you know i mean with the kriter and panarin um i think their young guys like kako and lafreniere are gonna grow and have better years than they did last year i you know there's there are some imperfections there russ but i think there's enough there to be a top three in that division
3: yeah i i have um i have I three, three. Mm-hmm. capitals at four mm-hmm. Right. And the reason I have the caps at four is because I think everybody's overblown how bad they think their defense is. They just sent Michael Kempney down, and everybody's just learning about Martin Fayavari, who is probably twice as fast as when he got drafted, and he is a terrific defenseman. So they still have five good defensemen, and and John Carlson is John Carlson again. That's a big yeah. thing, too. He, I think he did have injuries last year, if I remember. It's hard hard nice. to remember year to year. But um i do think samsonoff is back to being Samsonov too so i do think they're a little better than most think and you just hope ovechkin's not out for a long term and then i have the rangers at three i i do think there's um a few things to look out for i do think they're a little too invested in toughness but i like their goalie tandem it's one of the best in the league i do think some of their young guys will come through kako's looking a little better this preseason so that that's a little hope and i i know lafreniere looks better already uh, I've seen some really good plays out of him. So with that and what they have, yeah, I can I can gamble on them.
2: All right. Um, Jan, who do you have at three?
0: So I, I agree with Ross. So, I mean, a couple of things that broke just while we were talking here. They sent Crofts off down to start the season, which I vehemently disagree with. So a couple of reasons. First of all, we saw what happened a couple of years ago when he, when he sent down and how he ended up not handling it well mentally, ended up going back to the KHL. Not that you make a move because of that, but given the cap room they have right now, there's no reason not to keep 14 forwards if they were so concerned about using Julian Gaultier or Dryden Hunt on waivers. And B, if your big concern is whether or not somebody's going to claim Lieber Hayek if you're going to put him on waivers, <laughs> nobody's taking a flyer on Lieber Hayek that much anyway. I do think they'll be better offensively. Lafreniere tend gain some weight, stronger, faster. Capocacco looks look completely like a different guy from when he was drafted. You'll hopefully have a little bit of return to form by Kreider. Defensively, you added a Patrick Nemeth, which we talked yeah. about Jack Johnson. Is a big upgrade over Jack Johnson. I think he's an upgrade over Brandon Smith. Niels Lundqvist, who's not in the lineup opening night, will also get some time. They've they've remade the bottom six, and I disagree with the movement to get toughness. Part of it was Jeff Gordon got let go. We all knew they were going to make a major change this year to try to add some toughness. So getting rid of Gordon and Davidson didn't make a lot of sense. I do think Shesterkin takes a big step forward this year. Uh, a year past the Lundqvist legacy. I'm a little not as not as sold on Georgiev, but if K- if Kincaid had to come up and get some games in there to the back up Shostak, I think he can do it, so I actually have them third in the division as well.
2: Interesting. Okay, interesting. Uh, where are you kept with third? Well, yeah, we, I didn't say fourth.
4: I've actually moved oh, yeah, fourth, down so. to fourth. fourth. And if you remember, in my way too early, I went with them you know, reacting to their off season acquisitions in first place. But subsequent to that, obviously, there's a lot more enthusiasm about the Rangers. And right. uh, I, I I think that the positive outlook of the Rangers, it's really crucial for them. Um, they just feel good about their younger players. And I've also heard um, from pretty good uh, hockey people that Kako is uh, playing at a much higher level than he did last. Yeah. To me, it's been a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, um, yeah no question up to this point yeah I agree yeah that, that you know we expected more out of him given where he was uh, drafted but uh I think their goaltending is going to really come of age this time their defense I mean we just forget how young uh Fox is and you yeah. know he's already won the Norris I yeah. I, I speaking of those uh, gambling sites the over and under on points for him on those gambling sites is 71.
3: wow yeah.
4: Now you can say, "Well, the guy doesn't know what he's doing." Well, those guys that make those things, they know a lot about what's going on, just in terms of.
3: Rangers have a lot of good power play guys, so it's well, not that's, outlandish.
4: Yeah, no, that's that's a, but that's a lot of points. So, um, and uh, Lafreniere obviously is going to be a year older, and um, you know the Benajad is farther away from COVID. Uh, they, there's just too many pluses on that team not to think they're moving in and you know the Flyers you guys have all mentioned uh, some of the issues there I'm still bullish on them I still think they're a playoff team but you know as I continue to say like nothing would surprise me in this division I think yeah it's very close very very tight um and uh you know the when I did my uh, comparisons of the coaches I think they kind of uh, fall short the Flyers I'm speaking of yeah. in that regard compared to the coaching
2: uh, elsewhere in the division yeah. I'm with you on that. So you have flyers of four Captain uh, yeah. at of three. All right. My number three is the uh, Carolina hurricanes who I, um it's really hard team to predict. <laughs> like I could put them anywhere from one to three. Like I, I go back and forth in my head. Like I honestly think they could win this division. Uh, these top three teams are all kind of really close to me. Um, But I, but you know, the only thing I'll say about Carolina is, you know, the the, the loss of Hamilton is going to affect them. Um, there's no question about that. And I'm not the hugest Freddie Anderson fan. So, and I, we'll see how plays out. no, I'm not talking <laughs> against it, but I'm just saying, you know, but this, the, I wasn't a big fan of their goalies before either. So I really can't change that. As you guys know, I, I, I always underestimate the Carolina hurricanes. I don't know what it is about them. I can't, I can't l- l- lynch, you know, I, I, I just can't, I can't get right into them into my head as, as good as they are. They're better than I think they are all the time. And they always, they always finish higher than I think they will every year. So um, I should not be putting them at three, but I am. I'm putting them at three, and I, I like the Kokaniami pick up a lot. I think that's going to be. I can't wait to see what he does there but he's freed from that Montreal circus. So they could be number one, but I'm going with number three. Um, number two for me um, is where I put the Rangers, and um, that's. Um, and I think, um, but those, and I, I, think that one of the most interesting things this year will be the combination, the, the battle between Sorokin and Shosturkin. I think I think that those two goalies to see who comes out on top of as this year plays out is going to be fascinating. I'm about to do a blog that's who's better like right now between the well, two of them. There's a shock with that when it comes to Sorokin.
0: <laughs> yeah, we know you're picking let me fall but, over.
2: Hold on. Okay, I picked myself. But you, you, know, you, you know, if you you're if, Sorokin for the Vesna and for the heart. All right, but if you go to MGM's site, you know, I was I was I was on gambling sites and I was trying to see what you know where they had these guys these guys in there as far as you know um you know prospects of winning the Vesna. And i I think it's just tricking he's a he's he's, i forget what it was but it was ridiculous like he should he's he's definitely a good bet if you want to throw some money down on shashirkin to possibly win the best it's possible it is possible he could win it i'm I'm watching him play in the preseason this year he just looks even better than he did before to me and he really has He's the the thing I love about the Rangers, and for, by by the way, even though I have him coming in second, I want to mention that in my t- my top ten wacky predictions, I do have the Rangers winning the Eastern Conference and going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay, so right,
1: they here's, are. Here's the, the Eck curse. No, 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 no. Zach, no, no, no. I'm blaming nope, I'm just you. Saying,
2: no because, and this is the thing, I when you their lineup plus Gerard Gallant, um, Gallant style needs to have fast fast young players to play it, which he has. With Adam Fox, like the fanta- fantastic defenseman for a game, and he needs to have a goalie who's going to have to make big saves at times because the style does leave yourself open, and at times you are going to end- they are they are really attack 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 style. So, Shosturkin is the pr- that's why Mark Andre Fleury worked. That's why Shosturkin will work. This this team's going to be really hard to eliminate in a playoff series. So okay. That's why I think they're going.
1: Um, I-, I have Carolina at two um even though uh for you know i i was a freddie anderson backer for four of the five years in toronto last last year he was not good and then he got injured i think their combo of anderson and ranta is a significant upgrade over reimer and maraza because reimer was pretty much a zero there um their defense is not is not as good as it was obviously losing hamilton but it's not terrible it's you know it's like you've got slavin shea pesh Cole, bear and probably the number six is the weak spot because it's probably gonna be brendan smith but their forwards are just as good if their forwards are really good adding cut Yemi. so i mean i don't think they're as good as the team that i picked first but i think they're pretty solid throughout so um russ do you have them at two or you know
3: i had the islanders at two because two reasons the road trip and the fact that Barry Trotz just said today that Semyon Varlamov is just resting. Rest. Okay, Barry, that's great. And he's skating and he, and he could be back in a little bit. He would think like, you know, all right, come on guys. He hasn't played at all in the preseason. He wasn't in training camp. If you start him without even playing a minute of a game,
2: I'll fall over. Cause I, I just don't think they're gonna going to do on it on here. They don't want to talk about. Yeah. Well.
3: well, whatever it is, it's just, these quotes are ridiculous and I mm-hmm. just think it is going to affect the team because the more you have Corey Schneider in, the more you're risking some early season losses because you can't overload the goaltender. You can't overload Sorokin on that 13 game road trip. You just can't. Yeah. So yeah. I do think that prevents them from winning the division, but they're still a great team. We could still go all the way.
2: Yeah. So my one, two, three, Islanders, Rangers. We can all do our one, two, threes here, basically. So, Islanders All right, Well, I have Carolina winning the division. Got Carolina, uh, go ahead.
3: And it's not because of Freddie Anderson, but they have a really great team. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do.
1: Kevin, go ahead.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have the Islanders winning the division. Mm-hmm. I, I was fascinated by, I watched the NHL Network's uh, fantasy poll, and they predict Sorokin will lead the league in shutouts. Um, And, uh, you know, you just hear like an undercurrent around the league, like people think that Sorokin's going to end up you know, playing uh, the majority of games there, uh, like there's something going on. So, um, I'm usually not in the conspiracy camp with Eck, but I'm standing there with him now, next
2: to him. Uh, I don't know what's going. Plenty on. room, Kevin. There's always plenty of room. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. the only one in there usually. So hey, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if there's anything going on, but it does seem a bit
4: odd that people are sort of acting like uh, this is is going to happen. I love Carolina's team. I actually think their defense is better than a lot of people do. I think Ethan Bear. Um, knows what his limitations are. I think he's I been really a really nice addition to that as well. And the Rod Brendamore factor is very important. He's an excellent coach. He, you know, it's the old uh, school trick of he's always able to get the most out of his teams. Um, and I, I, I think he'll be able to do that. I, I don't know about their goaltending. I saw uh, Freddie Anderson play the other night against Nashville, and uh, it was not inspiring. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how that.
3: Remember how they played in front of David Ayers? They're going to play that way in front of Anderson. I yeah. Think yeah.
4: I mean, Slavin is such an incredibly good yeah. defenseman. Like, I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, in, in today's game, like, he's almost the perfect defenseman because he's a good. He's got, you know, he's not a great offensive player, but he's got a good first pass and um, he's real so solid defensively and he's always where he needs to be. So I like them a lot. I I still love the Islanders. I think the Jara acquisition is just those little pieces that Lamarillo adds uh, uh, that make his team a little bit better. So those are my two.
1: Um, I I had, I had Islanders one uh, Carolina two and Rangers three. Um, I, I think the Islanders, um, you know, if our long out a significant period of time, that's going to affect them, but, um, they're so solid defensively and, uh, you know, they didn't, they're pretty much bringing back everybody except for Everly that they, you know, they traded Letty. I know that, but they're pretty much bringing back the entire team that got within a goal of beating Tampa Bay. So yeah, I mean, just for that, for that reason, uh, I think they're, uh, I think they're, you know, they're going to finish first in that division. Uh, just breaking news, Zach, because we have the, the, the waiver. Real yeah, quick, okay, Jan, one, two, three, and then we we'll go.
0: Yeah, so in terms of so three, I already told you was the Rangers. Two, I have the Islanders, um, right. and it's very close with with Carolina. For one, I mean Carolina. Yeah. Firstly, I thought they should have kept Ned as their goaltender. I'm not as sold on Anderson. And Mike, you can say all oh, you want about Anderson until we hit April, and April rolled around. You basically were kicking and screaming and yelling and ranting and raving how bad he was between the pipes for your team. So, yeah. so yeah. I don't know if I trust yeah. them come playoff time. I right. do think the Hamilton loss will hurt, but Kokonami lengthens their lineup. The interesting part is going to be is whether or not they re up check to be their number two C down the road. What they do, Kostol signed for a couple more years as their third line center. Yeah. But I do think it's close between them and the, the Islanders. Uh, I think I think you have a point or two separating the two, so I think you could easily flip-flop the two of them. Lamarillo once again, somehow has his mind, just Jedi mind trick on everybody where nobody talks about <laughs> contracts until they actually come out the last day. But adding Chara gives them a good 6D. Parise is a guy they've wanted for years. Gives him yeah. a nice third liner. The interesting part I want to see and the thing that may hurt them, I want to see what they do with Oliver Wallstrom because there were rumors he was going to go down to the HL and had a pretty brutal camp. And they need his scoring up front with Bouvier for them to kind of hit the next level. For bringing back Palmieri, he should be a lot better this year in the regular season than he was last year after he came to the Islanders
2: right now, Parise is playing with Wallstrom on the line. You know that it's yep. like they're, they're, they've, they've had Parisi up in a big, in a scoring type role, which is kind of fascinating. All right, Mike, what do we have going on here? What's going okay, on? Okay. Um,
1: Seattle claimed Alex Barboulet from Tampa Bay. Not a, not a surprise. I, I was surprised he was put on waivers, but uh, Russ, I mean, he's pretty good. Pretty good no, player. he's a, he,
3: he's a good player. Kid can score. He, um, He's, he's a decent skater. It's funny because I'm glad that I'm wrong on this because on another show that I do, a Locked on Flyers, it's called, uh, I said Seattle should take him because he's better than some of the guys in their lineup. Yeah. So this is, they've made themselves better here.
1: Uh, and uh, of course, Montreal uh, claims Adam Brooks off of the Leafs, which means that Adam Brooks will play against the Leafs in this, in the season opener on Wednesday, so he doesn't have to go anywhere. Um Damn Damn uh the Phil the Flyers claim Patrick Brown. I have to say I don't know who Patrick Brown is. And that's I don't know him.
0: Me neither. But the answer oh. part by ray belay is he they had the third pick Seattle and he made it to third. I really thought he probably I thought he was gonna go first overall in terms of claims.
1: I think Patrick right. Brown played for Carolina, but I'm just I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm just looking him up right now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh no, Vegas. He was with Vegas. Okay. Formally formally with Carolina, two years in Vegas. Only played – Um, yeah, that's a little strange. Is he like 6'2", 200 pounds, Mike? Uh Patrick Brown is 5'11", 214 oh. pounds. Okay. So, so he is he is stocky. All right. Uh and uh as I suspected, Russ, uh the Capitals reclaim Axel Janssen foul. Yeah, we
3: talked about that last night. Yeah.
1: That was that was definitely mm. a favor done by Kevin Adams for yep. the washington capitals because now they now they can get him back down to uh uh they'll get, get him back down to hershey and the other uh, smart move by the caps reclaiming him and michael del cole is on waivers with the islanders it's almost like a permanent state of being for him <laughs> yeah it's a shame I, if this skating <laughs> oh, was a little better he was,
0: was it 51
3: overall yeah, not, yeah i think 50 okay. is about right if his skating were a little better, I think it would be different. I just think yeah. he doesn't play good enough defense to not be fast enough, to not
1: score enough, so he's just always on the outside looking in. It's a shame. Um, injury news, Austin Matthews will not play this week, meaning he'll miss the first three games. Wow, that's
3: nice.
1: Montreal. But he will rank mustaches, Mike. He will yeah. rank
2: mustaches. Not he's always like the killer guy on opening night. Like He's an opening night killer. That's like, he's true. He's we always had four, these four incredible this first game. Yeah, and last year too, he had like a great so
1: much for your sixty-five goal uh um prediction. Yeah, thanks. And in, in three
0: less games, Mike, that's all.
1: Uh and, and uh Ilya micaiv broke his thumb in the game, the, the the uh last preseason game. He's out eight weeks. Oof. So that that's not uh not out in the game for the Leafs yep. there. That's tough. All right. No, that's rough. All right, um, well,
2: uh, yeah, I guess that's all the time we have for today. Um, thank you so much, everybody for joining us. Thanks, Jan, for jumping on. Thank you, Kevin. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow um, to talk about another division, and uh, then we'll be back on Wednesday probably with Kevin to t- if we can, if we can get the we'll Atlantic on Wednesday. With yeah, Kevin. we'll do the Atlantic on Wednesday with Kevin. so we'll see where we are. Remember, folks, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will talk to you tomorrow. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.